amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. And welcome into another episode of Dan Dan Tony Sports. My name is Dan Snyder. Tonight, joined for the moment by Dan O'Shea and Dan Beebe. That makes us the Three Dan Band. Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? Excellent. Ah, that is fantastic. Fantastic. You want to know what's not fantastic? Bigotry. And unfortunately, about a month ago... We had to have a, a little heart-to-heart with our listeners and express our views about how we felt about bigotry and hatred. And unfortunately, Deshaun Jackson over the weekend decided it was in the best interest of himself to retweet some anti-Semitic nonsense. And he's got people defending his tweet. Guys, bigotry is bigotry, is bigotry. It's hatred, it's disgusting, it needs to stop. All forms. Hate has no place in the world, in sports, in life. Love each other, be kind, do the right thing. Guys ready to move on? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, yeah, you know, disappointing how many... People are uh, seeming to to stand behind him in the NFL and NBA. 
but uh, uh, or at least behind these comments. And I don't, I don't think there's a good understanding of, uh, on on their side of why this is anti-Semitic, but um, it has to be condemned. You know, the whole the whole sporting world, you know, condemned Drew Brees with good reason. We must do the same uh, with Deshaun Jackson and these comments. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Tonight, we are going to be discussing NFL offseason transactions. Uh, the one thing that I'm not concerned with touching on uh, is um, draft picks being signed because only a handful have. And we have a lot of work to do in the offseason before we even know who's going to be making squads. So we're talking free agents being signed, mega extensions, trades, uh, everything going back to pre-draft to now. We're going to touch on as much of it as we can. Let's start with, well, we'll start with the... uh, the mega extension, the craziest contract I've ever seen in any sport ever. Now, three years ago, I told you guys that Pat Mahomes was going to be an absolute monster. And he just got the biggest contract in sports history. Ten years. Five hundred three million dollars five zero three million i just saw something today that said his dad who played 11 seasons for the mets made a combined 2.6 million (laughs) uh yeah it does sound like a baseball contract uh those numbers is it the biggest ever or just biggest in the NFL? Nope, it's the biggest contract in sports history. That is crazy. Um, well deserved. You know, uh, he looks like an uh, absolute beast. By the time this contract is up, he's still going to be, uh, you know, very, very possibly in his prime, um, which is wild. And when you break down the numbers based on how the how the QB position is being paid. It's actually not that crazy, which is which is nuts. I think they're going to have to restructure the contract in about five years, um, but it gives you know it gives Mahomes a nice chunk of guaranteed money. One hundred and forty um, million, I think. Yep, yep. It gives the it gives the Chiefs you know security. They know who their QB is, who their guy is for um, at least five years, possibly uh, you know possibly ten, assuming that contract negotiations don't don't break down and. You know, both sides have seemed to be uh, uh, negotiating well, so I wouldn't necessarily expect that in the future. Um, you know, yeah, I like it for I like it for both sides, which is you know um, not something you can say often. Seriously, this dude can now afford to buy so much ketchup and steak; it's not funny. <laughs> the fanciest ketchup. The absolute fanciest ketchup. He's going to be putting that Heinz 57 on his filet mignon. So, 
They're going to have to rename, in his next contract, they're going to have to rename KC Masterpiece to Mahomes Masterpiece. That's that's what they're going to have to do for the next contract. But anyways, so not much more to say other than he got fucking paid. It does, it does lead to a couple of questions. Well, one question um, that really has two parts. So, the next two quarterbacks that are going to be looking at big contracts are Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson. Two, I've seen argued, two of the top five quarterbacks. I'd say top two top ten quarterbacks. I don't know if I'd say that they're both in the top five. Uh, but two top ten quarterbacks, both really young. Um, how How is Mahomes' contract going to affect Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson? Well, it, it's certainly, you know, is the new bar. Um, but I don't think they should expect to get paid quite as much as him. Um or, you know, have quite such an extension. You know, he, he is giving the Chiefs a, a ton of security by having that 10-year contract. I don't think most players are going to go with that. I, th- I, think, I don't think that's going to become the new normal. But, the you know, the per-year amount is going to keep going up, especially for, for quarterbacks. You know, there's been some whispers of, around the NFL of, of taking the quarterback out of the salary cap and letting them, you know, be uh, separately negotiated, which I don't think will happen. I don't think the, I don't think the players' association would allow that. Um, but it's something that that franchises are really going to have to, you know, pay a lot of attention to. You know, how can you win when you're when you're paying your quarterback uh, this much? And, and we'll see. You know, the, the Chiefs aren't. Um, paying him this much yet you know this year he's still not making uh, a ton of money on the on the cap um so it's going to be really interesting to watch uh teams perform this balancing act but it's it's obviously gonna gonna mean that every quarterback's uh per year salary is is going up yeah and so you're saying that you know it the per year isn't um I don't, I don't remember exactly how you worded it, but the highest paid quarterback per year currently is making $36 million. This bumps him up to 50.3. That's a, a 40% increase, roughly, in pay. That is insane. Absolutely, uh, but you know when you play out of your mind, when you can, when you can run the ball, throw the ball with both with both hands, you can do sidewinders, you can do deep bombs. Um, you're incredibly accurate. Uh, you're a game changing quarterback, and that's that's what Mahomes is. Um, you know, I expect we'll see a similar contract if Lamar Jackson keeps his play up and you know improves on his passing game. A uh, uh, few other players are in that upper echelon and can expect to to make that sort of money, um, even at even at quarterback. Um, I 
you know, I don't, I don't think you'll see Dak getting offered that next year. I don't think you'll see Deshaun uh, Watson getting offered that next year. Um, no, you know, it's, it's Dak wants a four-year contract. Take it to the next level. Dak wants a four-year con. Dak has said that he wants a four-year contract. The Cowboys want to give him five, but. Um, I've said this before, and I'm going to reiterate my my feelings. If, um, what's his name? The uh, quarterback, quarterback from Clemson, um, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. If Trevor Lawrence plays as well as everyone thinks he will in the NFL, by the time his career is done, he will have made over a billion dollars. From playing football. I'm talking two big contracts. And two. Smaller contracts. Totaling over a billion dollars. That's my oh, prediction. Because, yeah, think of, and yeah well I guess that's just from football. That's not counting you know. Endorsement deals and whatnot That he's obviously going to keep getting. Right I'm strictly talking. Him playing. His contracts for playing football. His first one will end up being a four-year, probably twenty-some million-dollar contract because he's going to be a first-round draft pick. So he'll get that fifth-year option. He'll decline it, and they'll renegotiate a contract. He'll get a big six, seven-year contract worth a lot of money. That will get restructured year five. He'll make even more money on another five, six-year contract, and then he'll close out his career with a two, three-year contract, still making a lot of money. I think he will be the first the first player to have over a billion dollars in contracts from playing football. And I'm only saying this because I'm pretty sure the next CBA, the, um, the salary cap, is going to go way up. And so they, teams can afford to pay more. So, like, everyone's saying how Dak Prescott doesn't deserve $40 million, etc. When this new CBA happens, $40 million is going to be the league average for a starting quarterback. Right. So, we will see. Pat Mahomes, obviously, looking like what Aaron Rodgers, what everyone thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be. So far, similar. Gunslinger, big arm. Uh, really good couple of years. Won, won a Super Bowl. He's got that MVP, which I don't think... Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any league MVPs, right? I don't believe, I don't believe so. I think he's only got the one. Okay. So, very similar career arc so far with Aaron Rodgers. We just got to see if he can keep it up. It's going to be great. Because, unlike what, unlike was he the MVP in the Super Bowl? Rodgers. I thought Roethlisberger was. Well, when the Packers won in uh, was it twenty ten? Yeah, I thought I thought Roethlisberger was the league MVP, but I'm going to look that up right now. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, I think I think Rogers got Super Bowl MVP though. Um, you know, the, the QB tends to. Uh, it was Tom Brady. Oh, the 
figures. Yeah, which we'll get to Tom Brady in uh, in a little bit. But the competition that Pat Mahomes has is, I think, significantly better than what Aaron Rodgers ever had to face in the NFC. Because we're talking about, in the AFC alone, Pat Mahomes has to go up against Deshaun Watson. He's got to go up against Lamar Jackson. All right. He's got to go up against Cam Newton now, which I still think Cam Newton is a more than really good quarterback. All right. And then we have to see what other... Uh, I almost said Russell Wilson, but he's in the NFC. Um, Aaron Rodgers, he's had Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, but Drew Brees has been on a lot of bad teams. The Saints are, are never consistently great. They'll have a great season, and then a good season, and then bad, and then another great season, and then some more bad seasons. He's never had to worry about the Saints being a legitimate threat year after year after year. Russell Wilson, he has. Cam Newton, he had. But Aaron Rodgers never had the kind of quarterback play that you're going to see from Deshaun Watson, from Lamar Jackson. Um, And I'm excited to watch it. I think that they could be... Honestly, the face of the NFL, instead of giving it to one person, like they did with Tom Brady, and before him, Peyton Manning and Michael Vick, to to have three great players in one conference, I think is going to be really beneficial for all of those quarterbacks. And I think that's going to give a level of competition that Aaron Rodgers never had to see. And I think Aaron Rodgers was underachieving because of that. When you play the shitty Lions twice a year, you play Jay Cutler's Bears twice a year, and you play the Vikings who haven't had a a steady quarterback until until, uh, Kirk Cousins, like, he basically could cakewalk to the playoffs because the rest of the conference was bad. And then even the good quarterbacks in the AFC that aren't the same tier of talent, Ryan Tannehill is still a really good quarterback. Um, You've got uh, Drew Locke, who looks like he's poised to have a breakout season. If Justin Herbert pans out, you're going to have a good quarterback in Justin Herbert. Uh, supposedly the god Joe Burrow, you know? <laughs> so, so... Yeah, let's see what he does. <laughs> yeah, so I'm very, um... I'm very excited to be watching the AFC for the first time in a long time. Now, NFL MVPs. Let's see, was Aaron Rodgers ever MVP? All right, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron. Oh yeah, he was. He was 2011. He was the MVP and 2014. So twice. Yeah, I was gonna say. I thought he might have done it twice. Uh, I knew it was at least once. Oh man. For sure. 
Yep. It's all running backs and quarterbacks except... Oh, man, I didn't... Oh, there was a kicker who was the NFL MVP in 1982. Uh, Redskins kicker Mark Mosley. Anyways, so do you think this contract will impact how Dak and how Deshaun Watson will get paid, Dan Beebe? Uh, We got the answer from Dan O'Shea. What do you think, Dan Beebe? I think it's going to. I mean, you're you're definitely not going to see anywhere near that magnitude of deal that Mahomes got. No, you know? that I seems mean, like it's impossible. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's really either going to be, you know, the whole put up or shut up time, it's either they get paid or, you know, uh, I don't know, like, that right now, what's his, um, what's his contract like, or is he uh, for free agent? So, he's on a franchise tag he worth tag, $33 right? million. Yeah. yeah. And he signed it. Which, so, which is what, which is fine. Franchise tag, you know, for for Dak, I think makes sense as if you, especially if you want him long term, and you're still just trying to figure out the exact negotiations. I I don't think Dak would have signed the franchise tag if he didn't feel like the sides were close to uh, to an agreement. I'm guessing they probably have one and just aren't announcing right. it yet. But but let's move on because Pat Mahomes has taken like 20 minutes of our time. Other other extensions. We just we just have a, a few other real extensions that we should go over. Kyle Shanahan, coach of the San Francisco 49ers, uh, signed a, a new three-year extension. Patrick Chung. Two years, $6.4 million extension with the uh, Patriots. The biggest head-scratcher for me, quarterback Taysom Hill. One year, $16.3 million. A fucking backup who's probably a third-string quarterback after Jameis gets in there is going to get paid $16 million for one season. Like, that's crazy. Seriously, it's it's insane. Uh, Laramie Tunsil. Oh, I did want to just just uh, add one hilarious tweet that I saw. Um, it was that the Bears, uh, the Bears saved themselves half a billion dollars by trading up and getting Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is true. Um, we got just two. We got two more. Um, we got two more extensions just to mention really quickly. Laramie Tunsil, three years, sixty-six million dollars, and Christian McCaffrey, four years, sixty-four million dollars. Those are the the last two extensions that are worth noting. Um, but yeah. Pat Mahomes, Kyle Shanahan, Patrick Chung, Taysom Hill, Laramie Tunsil, Christian McCaffrey, all signed or re-signed with their current team. Now, let's go over to the free agents because there's a lot more, um, a lot more going on 
in free agency than there is in extensions. Uh, first, Cam Newton, one year, one point seven five million dollar contract with the Patriots. Interesting. Um, I kept seeing a lot of things about how they're surprised, and I just wanted to tweet, "How the fuck are you surprised when I, this small time Dan Dan Tony Sports know nothing, has been saying since February?" That Cam Newton's going to be a fucking patriot. He didn't say that. I don't think you were the only one saying that, and I don't think that many people are surprised that he became a patriot. It's, I think it's more surprised at the contract because it's like so minimal and it's incentive laden. Uh, because apparently he had no other offers, which is that part is crazy. To me. I can't believe no other teams, you know, wanted to offer a former league MVP and uh, and like you know very talented quarterback uh, any sort of contract even you know even three million a year so for me the whole thing is I kind of understand it because he has and a lot of people, especially the Patriots fans now, disagree with what I'm about to say. He's an asshole. Like, a lot of people don't like him. If you're an ex-teammate of his, he picks fights with you. Who wants to be around that? Nobody wants to be in a locker room where you're constantly getting into it with your own team. Nobody wants the shenanigans and bullshit that he pulls at a press conference just because someone questions him about why he didn't do something that he should have done. Nobody wants a guy who half-asses on the field when he doesn't feel like giving it his all, which he's done all that in the past. Am I saying he's not talented? No, the guy was a league MVP for a reason. Obviously, he was extremely talented, but sometimes talent gets outweighed by character and by the type of person the team wants in the locker room. I don't know. I don't. I don't really buy that because there's a thousand guys that have had worse character issues. You know, I I don't think Cam's been bad. Uh, a lot of a lot of later reports have shown that that early reports on on some of these arguments and stuff were were inflated and you know he, that no one else on the team thought they were a big deal he um, literally got into a fight with guys, with kelvin benjamin like literally it got to getting into each other's faces yeah who wouldn't kelvin benjamin's the laziest player in in the league that's why he doesn't play anymore despite having a world of talent i'm just saying there are going to be people who will stick up for anyone but I've also heard that there are a lot of people who really don't like him. And even though for that level of talent, even with injury concerns, even with possible character concerns, it doesn't make sense that no other teams were willing to, you know, even give a shot to him to, to have him compete with some of these worthless starting quarterbacks across the league. I mean, it's the same argument as Colin Kaepernick. Why doesn't why doesn't Colin Kaepernick have a, a, a roster spot? He's obviously better than guys like like uh, Nate Peterman, 
my well, the league the league was against Kaepernick. That's been I think that's been proven. I think the league has actually finally admitted that you know they were wrong. The ownership was you know pretty much presenting a united front against them. All right. Anyways, let's move on because we've got more people to talk about. Uh, Eli Apple, Panthers, $3 million one-year contract. Uh, sucked with the Giants, uh, but made a, um, made a little bit of a comeback with the Saints, and now is getting his shot in Carolina. Joe Flacco, one-year, $1.5 million contract with the New York Jets to be the backup to Sam Darnold. Um, yeah, really quickly, uh, I, I sent you guys that tweet from Josh McCown. That was just the greatest fucking tweet of all time. Uh, so it was, he retweeted something about Pat Mahomes with his 10 year contract. And Josh McCown said, wait, is this better than a one year contract with 10 different teams? (laughs) I, uh, it was so funny. I just, I, couldn't stop laughing. So. <laughs> what was that? Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's a Hall of Famer, definitely. Just for tweeting that shit, he's a Hall of Famer. Um. <laughs> but Carlos Hyde, one year, two point seven five million dollar contract with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery, for whatever reason, uh, still getting uh, kicked around. He's with the Saints now. Thank you, Chad. Yeah. Geno Smith getting another shot, this time in uh, in Seattle. Again, another quarterback that is not as good as Colin Kaepernick. Uh, right. Prince of Makamura uh, going to the Raiders. Uh, Devontae Booker also going to the Raiders. Frank Gore to the Jets. Uh, Andy Dalton to the Cowboys. Which, yeah. Uh, let's see. Ted Ginn Jr. to the Bears. Corey Clement back with the Eagles. Jameis Winston. To the Saints on a one-year, $1.1 million contract. DJ Fluker with the uh, with the Ravens. Wide receiver Marquise Lee to the Patriots. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, we've got... Where was it? Just a second... Jason Witten to the Raiders. Rashad Breland uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs. P.J. Williams uh, to the Saints. Blaine Gabbert to the Buccaneers to back up. That's a a funny one. Uh, What was that? Was he like 8th string down there? Yeah, he's going to be like the 12th string, yeah. Uh, Geronimo Allison, 
keeping it in the NFC North, going to the Lions. Dontari Poe and Greg Zerline, both to the Dallas Cowboys. And there was one more that was worth bringing up. What one was? Um, nope. Just a second. This is very, uh, very boring shit, and I do apologize. Here it is. Um, oh, sorry, two more. Dontari Poe to the Dallas Cowboys. Andamakan Sue to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Another one that I just realized. Peyton Barber becomes like the 23rd running back on the Redskins, soon to not be Redskins uh, roster. Uh, so, all of those. Oh, and uh, Robbie Anderson. Leaving, um, leaving, uh, the Jets going to the Panthers. Oh, and I totally, ha, I totally skipped over Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Both of them going to the Buccaneers. (laughs) Yeah, Brendan Newman has been living under a rock. Yeah, yep, yeah, no, um, so with them, do you think that, do you think that they're going to make a big difference in Tampa Bay? Or do you think Tampa Bay is just going to continue being who they are? Because Jameis Winston threw for a lot of touchdowns, threw for a lot of interceptions. What are we going to see from Tom Brady? Is it going to be any better? Is it going to be about the same? What do you Really quickly, what do you think? Because we do have to go to a break in a minute. Just one. Go nine and seven. Go nine and seven. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Could be. Could be interesting. It's obviously you know Jameis uh, likes to throw it deep a lot more than than Brady you know will or possibly even can anymore. Uh, there's you know it's going to be a lot more short passing game. Um, I think they're going to up the up the tempo because Brady's so good at that. So I think there will be more pass attempts. Uh, fewer interceptions. Uh, I had to just see Jameis on the field uh, after getting his eye surgery. So imagine this whole time he's just been like half blind and just like can't even make out other players. That would be crazy. Like some, you know, some, some throws. At least he's not yeah, out there seeing head. ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We... Um, I'm sorry. Go on. I was just going to say, but yeah, Tampa Bay definitely looks intriguing. You know, they put together at least a, what's, what looks to be a fun team this year, if nothing else. Yeah, you're right. And with that, we are going to be back in just a couple minutes. You're listening to Dan Dan Tony Sports. We'll be right back.
and welcome back to Dandy and Tony Sports. The first half of the show, just a quick recap. We went over the contract extensions and the free agent signings that we thought were uh, important enough for us to report on them. Now, to finish out the show, we are going to go over trades, trades that have already happened, trades that might happen, um, and a few people who recently have requested trades. We're going to talk about all of that. But first, uh, Christine, our editor, brand manager, whatever it is you want to call her, uh, support system, only listener, that kind of thing, uh, uh, sent me a link to a news article. Albany County, for two weeks straight, have not had a single coronavirus-related death. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Love it. Yes. Way to go, Albany County. Thank you for doing your part. Although, very disheartened that uh, one of my favorite restaurants, Phillies, did have two workers uh, test positive for coronavirus. Um, So that's disheartening. But one day everything will be back to normal and we will get to go out for lunch, dinner, etc., and not have to fear that we are going to get this nasty, nasty, nasty disease. But until then, wear your mask and wash your hands. Wear your mask, wash your hands, stay six feet apart, and the CDC is saying if you must, just use a glory hole. So, so just remember all of those. Uh, anyways... Like I said, we're going to talk about the uh, trades that have happened in the NFL since uh, the end of the 2019-2020 season. Alright, the first one that we're going to talk about... One second while it's loading... Okay, so there hasn't there haven't been any new trades since May, but there are a couple really important ones. Um, so we'll just run through as much of these as we can. The Falcons uh, traded with the Dolphins. Miami got a 2021 seventh round pick for defensive end Charles Harris. You want to know how much your team dislikes you when they trade you for? a 7th round pick next season. <laughs> we'll run the dice and hope for something good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was done after the draft. But uh, pre-draft, we have the Colts acquired a 6th round pick for corner Quincy Wilson. The Jets now proud owners of Quincy Wilson's contract. The Eagles. The Eagles received Marquise Goodwin and a 2026 round pick for a 2026 round pick. Um, Fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah. I mean, good for them. Marquise Goodwin's a a good wide receiver. Uh, 49ers with another trade. Uh, Trade Matt Breda to the Dolphins in return for a fifth round pick. Uh, Dolphins, man. Dolphins are just, like, out there trying to build 
a really good team and not having to do much to do it. Ravens probably a good spot for him. Yep. And, again, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, this time, are the winners of the trade. They give up a 2021 third-round pick and a 2025th round pick and get Trent Williams, the left tackle from the Redskins. Huge win for them. Trent Williams is a monster, and they gave up nothing to get him. Nothing to get him. The Patriots got a 2024th round pick that they traded from the Buccaneers for Rob Gronkowski. The the Texans received Brandon Cooks and a 2022 fourth round pick for a 2020 second round pick. Interesting. The Seahawks, they acquired Quentin Dunbar from the Redskins for a fifth round pick. The Redskins get quarterback Kyle Allen for a fifth round pick from the uh, Panthers. Panthers, who, by the way, now have Teddy Bridgewater. The Eagles, this is the one trade that I hated the most. The Eagles acquired corner Darius Slay for a third and fifth round pick. So they got a top corner for next to nothing. Which pissed me off because I really wanted Dallas to go out and get him especially because I knew that we weren't going to be able to sign Byron Jones. Byron Jones, who, by the way, went to the Dolphins. Um, like I said, Dolphins are building something in Miami. They're really going all for it. Uh, let's see what else is worth noting. Uh, Chicago Bears trade the 2020 fourth-round pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars for Nick Foles. So now, Mitch Trubisky, Big Dick Nick, what are what are we doing in Chicago? What are the Bears doing? Are they trying to replace Mitch Trubisky? Are they trying to light a fire under him? What what is the incentive for them to bring in Nick Foles? Um, I definitely think it's. It's to see if lighting a fire works. You know, Trubisky has uh, definitely not lived up to their uh, wildest dreams. <laughs> In all fairness, that so. defense hasn't really helped him at all, and they've given him nothing to work with on offense. And the offensive coordinator, for whatever reason, decided, oh, you know, we've got a good running back in Tara Cohen. Let's just never fucking use him. And then we'll draft David Montgomery, and we won't use him either. Fuck him. So, I, I feel like the Bears are doing absolutely nothing to put uh, Trubisky in a position to win. That being said, I don't think Trubisky is all that good either. So... And there is the other host of this shit show, Tony. Tony, how are you doing tonight? 
Not doing too bad. Wild Tony has appeared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, so i playing Pokemon Go. A little bit of weather today. Push my tea time back out till five. Sorry. Anyways, yeah, Mitch Trubisky is the expected starter because who the fuck knows why? It really should be the fucking Super Bowl winning quarterback. Um, that I think would be the favorite, but. Honestly, the Bears the Bears did this to themselves. Alright. Yes, Khalil Mack is a great fucking player, but you gave up too much to get him. And he hasn't really shown how good he can be in Chicago. Um, and then again, like I said, the Bears just really haven't put Trubisky in a position to succeed. They're, they They draft... Two stud running backs within, what is it, three years of each other, Cohen and uh, and Montgomery, drafted within three years of each other. And they both show flashes of brilliance. Not just, they could be good. They show flashes of brilliance. And then they just don't fucking use them. It just doesn't make sense. I can't blame it all on Trubisky when the Bears play calling is shit. down a lot and when you're playing down a lot you can't use a lot of those weapons that you have because they know that they're going to take away those particular weapons I mean they did save a ton of money by drafting Trubisky instead of Mahomes yeah Dan Dan O'Shea already uh, said that he saw something on Twitter about how they saved half a billion dollars yeah <laughs> yeah, so you know they're looking better salary cap rise, like I don't know, six years down the line. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So I expect. And the sad thing is, they spent a shit ton of money to upgrade that defense, and it didn't really do anything. I mean, Khalil Mack is trying his damnedest, but I mean, unless he's going to get some help somewhere on a different plane, other than the linebackers. He's going to be in trouble for a while. I mean, shit, they're, they're, they're just, like, taking decent, good enough players and trying to... I don't even know what they're doing. Like, I know he's not great, but Prince of Makamura was playing just fine with the Bears, and they just decided to not re-sign him. First off, he's not very good. He was playing way better with the Bears than he ever did with the Giants. anywhere but that's not saying a whole lot because again he he was the one of those Ohio State stars that looked good and had flashes of brilliance but he was never going or sorry Nebraska that was never you can't depend on him on every down right but what do the Bears have now that they can depend on in general. I mean, they've been... Even when they went to the Super Bowl, they were fucking average. I mean, aside from a couple miraculous plays that allowed them to be in the position to do that, they weren't a great team. Uh, They were monsters on defense, though. Right. And that's the same model that they're using now, but they're not building the defense the same way. Right. They're failing the execution. They have a quarterback that's capable, but... 
if you're not going to give him many weapons and you're not going to use those weapons and you're not going to game scheme for him, then what's the point of the weapons? Exactly. It, it doesn't make any... Like, you can put any player you want on a shit team and they're not going to turn that team around because they're shit. Nick Foles has a chance of winning over that job because he can make shit happen when everything breaks down. I think he will. I, I don't think know that Trubisky can do that. Trubisky's going to start the season, and I don't know that he finishes it. No, I within four weeks, I bet Nick Foles is the starting quarterback. Yeah, if we had had a regular preseason. I, I would have expected Nick Foles to start the season. <laughs> Without that, I think they'll still give Trubisky the nod. But yeah. They probably will yeah, give him the nod, but I think that I think that four, saying four games is the over. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> what was Chuckles saying? Nick Foles is starting what? Nick Foles is starting game one. Mitch Trubisky has blown his chances way too many times. Okay. I disagree. I, so I agree that that's how it should be. I don't agree that that's how it's going to be. But, um, yeah, so Nick Foles, that trade, just it, it, it blew my mind that they brought in a, a player like that who's making that much money to be a backup to Mitch Trubisky. I don't see him being a backup very long, obviously, as we've discussed. Yeah. Now, the next big trade. The Minnesota Vikings acquire a 2021 fourth-round pick, a 2020 first-round pick, a 2025th-round pick, and a 2026th-round pick. For Stephon Diggs and the 2027th round pick, the Bills get Diggs, the uh, Vikings get picks. Damn, baby, you're a Bills fan. So what are your thoughts about Stephon Diggs playing for the uh, the Buffalo Bills? I like it. You like hopefully it? it hopefully it doesn't get caught up in any other, uh, you know, team drama to uh, bring down his performance, I'm hoping. Yeah, so he is one of those wide receivers who've always been on the cusp of great wide receiver to a top wide receiver. He's in that, he's straddling that line. I don't think I'd put him as a top wide receiver yet, but we'll see what he does with the Bills. If he can take the Bills deep into the playoffs, then I would think that, you know, if he has a great season, now there's no one really uh, for him to argue that he's not getting catches because they're doubling and leaving Adam Thielen open. Adam Thielen's not with him anymore. So for him, he's, it's time for him to put up or shut up. And I think he's going to put up. I think that the Bills are poised for a deep playoff run. And I think that with a real weapon, you're going to see Josh Allen show why he was a first-round quarterback. Okay, so um, I want to make one 
thing clear. Mind you, it was Diggs who caught the pass to walk off on the Saints. Hilarious. That being said, I'm yielding my time to another uh, Bills fan in Chuckles, and he can give you his opinion on that trade because he knows it better than I do. Hell yeah, Chuckles! What's up, guys? What's going on? I can't believe you guys brought this up. I'm so glad that Tony came in on this as he did because once you guys, once you started reading off the draft picks, I'm just sitting here getting giddy about the the Stephon Diggs uh, trade. Yeah, so the draft picks ended up being uh, Justin Jefferson, who just an incredible wide receiver. But again, same same argument that I made with Amari Cooper. I'd rather have a young wide receiver that I know is battle tested and is a great wide receiver, as opposed oh. to a rookie. Oh, absolutely! I've I've said that from the get go for almost any you know position player. I would much rather take someone that's proven than than rely on the draft. If you get a diamond in the rough like Ezekiel Elliott or like uh, you know. Saquon Barkley, you can't really pass on something like that. But other than that, I am I'm all about someone proven already. And yeah, who me, who expected a sixth round pick to be in the in the argument for greatest football player of all time? You know, say that again. I said to and to your point, like you know, you can find these diamonds in the rough and these sure things, but whoever would have expected that a sixth round pick would be in the argument for greatest football player of all time. Oh, absolutely! You know, I and and that is the, that's the case with the draft. It's always the diamonds in the rough that make you know the history. I mean, the ninety six the ninety six class of wide receivers. In a couple of years, we talk about this class of wide receivers. This this one was possibly can compete with that ninety six one. What was Who? Keyshawn Keyshawn Johnson number one pick? Keyshawn Johnson was a fucking monster, and yes, I believe he was. Yeah, but you know the thing—the thing that was interesting about the Stefan Diggs trade was um, my birthday was March sixteenth, so it was the day they ended all the fun, and I was just like, I can't see my family. I'm like, I can't go out and do anything. I'm like, this is this is going to be really heartbreaking. And then in the next two days, the Stefan Diggs trade happened, and Tom Brady got sent to, to Tampa Bay, yeah. and. It was the greatest birthday of all time. Yeah, actually, so I have it. The 16th is the day the trade happened. So yeah. on your birthday, yeah. Yeah, on my birthday, that happened. Yep. And so uh, for me, especially the, the, the insight that I think happens really well is that last year when we almost got Antonio Brown, we didn't, and we ended up getting Brown. We got John Brown, and we got, you know, uh, Beasley. And John Brown played like a number one when he is naturally a number two. Seriously. He he stepped up to that role. And Josh Allen led him there, too. And that's proof to Josh Allen, too, that he can make a number two a number one. And now, when we have Stephon Diggs as a true number one, we we have the deep threat. We have a solid, solid number two. And we have one of the best route runners in the, in the league right now. The he, I mean, when he was, when he was, was the, in my opinion, one of the top five, if not top three, wide receiver cores in the whole league. I would, I would absolutely agree with that. Cole Beasley, 
was the top slot guy in the NFL yeah. when he was with the Cowboys. The most yeah. dependable wide receiver in the NFL. So, I... I, I was I so glad when we got him. I was so happy. And and to think that we got those two instead of Antonio Brown, thank God. Yep. Oh, Antonio Brown might be going back to the Patriots. Yeah, okay. Well, another make-a-wish situation. No, no, in seriousness, in all seriousness with Antonio Brown, though, joking aside, um, you know, I said from the get-go the way he was acting and the and the way he was reacting to certain situations, it, se- it seemed almost like magnified than Chad Brown, uh, Chad Johnson. So it, it, not Chad Johnson, I'm sorry, Brandon Marshall. And I, I, I thought there was something going on like mentally that he needed treatment for and no one was looking out for him. And I think that, you know, he got the right people around him and there was guidance from the NFL and they sent in, you know, mentors and whatnot. And I think that he got the help that he needed. And if he can come back and make a solid, solid run again, He's going to be a threat, but you know, if he goes back to the, the situations he was in before, he's going to run into more trouble. When Josh Gordon tells you you have a problem, you have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but uh, thank you, thank you for coming in on that and giving us your yeah. insight. No problem. I'll talk to bills anytime. Woo! We're going to playoffs. <laughs> From. The Buffalo Bills playoffs. From, playoffs. from the Buffalo Bills to another Bill, Bill O'Brien traded DeAndre Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, we went through this one already. LOL done. <laughs> for David Johnson and a couple of picks. Um <laughs> like <laughs> the the picks. So the Cardinals got DeAndre Hopkins and Rashad, uh, Rashard Lawrence. The Texans got David Johnson, 2021 fourth-round pick and a 2020 second-round pick, which they used on Ross Blacklock. So, uh, I still don't understand what the hell happened. Like, what the hell happened, for real? Uh, I, I just heard that Bill O'Brien is willing to sign fucking Deshaun Watson to a five-year, hundred or uh, billion-dollar deal. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, that's just not even right? Dude, I don't know what is happening because I loved Bill O'Brien at Penn State, but uh, he's just fucking he's gone off. He's gone off. Well, no, I, I when he was at Penn State, I thought he brought stability. To a team that was going through um, some real fucking issues, because he was there during the Sandusky aftermath. So I, I agree with you, but I think that he has PTSD because of it. Yeah, but like seeing what he's doing with the Texans, like what the fuck? Like, like I'm a better GM on Madden, and I do all sorts of stupid shit. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, Bill O'Brien, no fucking clue what the he was doing. The problem with that is that Madden will correct you and it wouldn't even have allowed you to make that fucking trade. Nope. You'd have to have someone who is the uh, the commissioner of the league approve it. Or force the trade. Yeah, it, would, it wouldn't have allowed that to go through because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. Other trades, because we got to finish this up soon. 
Uh, other trades, uh, the Ravens acquire Calais Campbell from the Jaguars. Uh, the Ravens trade Hayden Hurst to the Falcons uh, for a second and fifth round pick. The um, Ravens ended up getting J.K. Dobbins out of it, so not a horrible trade. Uh, I think that that works out well for them. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to be a, a sleeper for them because of what it opens up for Lamar because that's such a dump-off that if he's five yards downfield, and unless he has somebody within four yards of him, dude's getting 10, 11, 12 yards every time. Fuck that, fuck that dump-off. I'm running a fucking college option every play. <laughs> I mean, you'd think that. I mean, if they want to implement that, they absolutely could. That that's, that would be... I thought Dak and Zeke running an option would be deadly. <laughs> Lamar and JK running the option would be the worst fucking nightmare for any team in the NFL. Well, considering everything else Lamar has to be able to back out into, I mean, you're literally allowing him an option in every place. So... That trade is not bad because you ended up getting somebody who can transform, for lack of a better term, your offense. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think it was a good trade. I, I've i been saying I think J.K. Dobbins is the best running back in this draft, and I think they got the best guy. But uh, other, other trades, Denver acquires uh, A.J. Bowie from, um, from the Jaguars. For a fourth round pick, uh, Miami gets Akib Talib and a fifth round pick for a 2022 seventh round pick. Like, like, how bad do you have to fucking hate the fucking player to be like, you know what? We'll give you a better pick and a player for a bad pick in two years. Like, like how fucking bad do you have to be? And we know what keep to leave, quality player, but I, I just don't understand that trade. Uh, the New York Jets and New York Giants making a trade. The Jets received 2021 fifth round pick and a 2020 third round pick for Leonard Williams and four million dollars cash. Uh, and that right there. Good luck with him. Yeah, that right there takes us back into October of 2019. So we are back quite a ways. So that's it for the trades that have happened. I just want to talk for like two, three minutes about other trades that may happen because Jamal Adams has said he wants a trade. We don't know if he'll get it. David Njoku has requested a trade. Um, and now Raheem Mostert has requested a trade as well. So those three gentlemen right there, um, two of them high-impact players, one of them a very solid piece, at least to be a backup running back. But David Njoku is probably... The most likely, I think, to be traded and it actually be an impact trade. What do you guys think? 
you know, Cleveland went and got uh, Hooper this year. Best tight end um, in the NFL is Austin Hooper. Eh, so, you know, they they don't necessarily need Njoku. Obviously, Hooper's not uh, quite as good, but he's still pretty damn good. Um, so, I could definitely see that trade happening. I can see the Njoku trade happening. I don't think that the Jets are going to give Jamal Adams what he wants in being traded. I think they're going to stick to their guns because, I mean, what did they have to lose by not doing it? Um, exactly. He has zero leverage. Most of I can see being traded if someone needs a backup running back or a change of pace back. Yeah, just don't expect much out of it. The Falcons are the team that I think make the most sense because they went out and signed Todd Gurley for one year, $5 million. If you put Raheem Mostert, a guy that we know was able to handle himself on a Super Bowl team, I think he can absolutely be a solid piece. But I don't think a trade for Raheem Mostert really moves the needle in my opinion. It's not going to get you much. I mean, you're going to be lucky to get a late-round pick for it, but like you said, if if you're a team like the Falcons in that situation, it makes sense because you want to have someone who is, for lack of a better term, a reliable back that if shit hits a fan, you know you can put him in and your team is maybe lacking some explosiveness and some options but you're still going to be able to function for your game plan if Gurley goes down he's a guy that can get you through the rest of the season and not make running the running back position a huge weakness that's the way I see him right it still makes it a reasonable threat I mean it's obviously less of a threat teams won't plan for it but that's the way I it's think about like Chris Carson. Option, like you said. That's the way I think of like Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. Like I don't think they blow anyone away, but if you overlook them, that's going to be a problem. Big plug All right. So, guys, thank you all for coming, uh, for being here. We just have one last piece of business to attend to. And that is our This Week in Sports History. As almost always, I got my information from OnThisDay.com. On July 5th, 1993, A's outfielder Ricky Henderson leads off both games of Oakland's doubleheader versus Cleveland with home runs for the first time since 1913. So 80 years. Okay, who was the person doing it in 1913, or do you not know that information? I I can look it up. I don't have it written down. Give me one second. Well, see, now you, you, you've introduced a piece of sports trivia. Now I'm intrigued. There's, I could totally see this showing up in barroom trivia and be like, Ricky Henderson did this, but... Who was the last one to do it? It was Harry Hooper of the Boston Red Sox. Became the first player to hit a home run 
as the leadoff hitter in both games of a doubleheader against the Washington Senators. I didn't know that, but you're goddamn right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have no idea who uh, who Harry Hooper is. Maybe he's related to Austin Hooper. Who knows? All right, guys, if you want to check us out on Twitter, we are at Dan D'Antoni. On Facebook, we are Dan D'Antoni Sports. Uh, if you want to send us an email, Sports at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Have a great night. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.